Mikey J here. Uh, due to the nature of this episode, I have a disclaimer. So before watching this episode, please watch the entirety from beginning to end with an open mind. If you can't do so and you're easily triggered when something goes against your current belief or goes against what you currently know, uh, you should absolutely stop watching or listening right now. If you believe that studying scripture outside of your religion or denomination is not allowed, or if you believe there is no other way of interpreting the scripture other than how you've been taught or you've already made up your mind about scripture and the word of God should not be read into or reinterpreted, then this episode or even this show should not even be on your radar at all. You should just stop watching completely. So before you place judgment and make hateful comments, please remember this show is about my personal journey and I'm seeking answers and truth the same as you. And before getting into this episode, I just wanted to quote a few lines from scripture in John chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 20. And many of them said, He hath the devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? This is referring to Christ as he traveled through Galilee because the Jews were looking for a chance to kill him as they did not believe he was the Messiah. When Jesus revealed himself as the Son of God, he was rejected. Now, I'm not going to go over all these uh, examples, but the rejection of Christ can be found in the book of John in chapter 7, verse 45 through 52, uh, chapter 8, uh, 39 through 59, in chapter 10, verses 22 through 42, in chapter 12, verses 36 and through 43, in chapter 12, verse 42, where it says that many did believe, but they kept it, they, they kept it private for the Pharisees would exclude them from the synagogue. So, with that said, I uh, hope you enjoy this show, and I will see you on the other side. You're going to want to put on your tinfoil hat for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you f***ing with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Five, four, three, two, one. I know I had to tell him. Yeah, yeah, The earth is flat. Bro, you need to check your facts. I got high up through the roof. And I landed on the moon. The moon flat too. In reality, everything is just in 2D. Came from 1983. Sleep. Y'all 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 sleep
How you doing? I'm Mikey Jane. You're tuned into another edition of KGUP Presents. This is episode 62 of season five. Yes, this is the first episode of 2023. So uh, thanks for being here with me today. And before we get to today's guest, I just want to let you all know that our official KGUP store is up and running. We have some new gear, including the News is Propaganda, Turn It Off shirts, the uh, Earth Looks Pretty Flat to Me from the Wheel of Fortune, and Question Everything license plate. And of course, our Space is Fake, the official shirt of KGUP Presents, just like the one I'm wearing right here. And uh, we have more designs and new merchandise coming soon. So you can find that at our etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KGUP store. Or you can go to www.kgup1065.com and click shop. Um, This was a very spontaneous interview. Uh, Tyler had been uh, and I had been talking for, for a few weeks and well, almost about a month now, but um, about an hour ago, he contacted me and asked if we could do a show today. And, uh, you know, I wasn't prepared, but I didn't want, want to miss out on this opportunity. So I said, yes. Now, you might know of his name from uh, the documentary World Upside Down, the biblical earth. Uh, also, the documentary uh, Changing of the Times. Uh, also, Lucifer, Son of the Morning. Uh, Angels and Giants and Dinosaur, uh, the Dinosaur Deception. Now, I've been watching his sermons off and on for the last three years, but his latest sermons over the past uh, seven months or so have been of some controversy, and he has been the source of a lot of attacks by many religious leaders and followers. And um, I wanted to have him on to kind of tell his side of the story. And also thank him for opening my eyes to all the deceptions regarding the true nature of this world and for helping me find Christ once again. So without further ado, let's welcome the one, the only Tyler Doka of Pillar of Truth. What is going on, my guy? How you doing? It's good to be on your show. I know we've been talking about it for a while, so I just happen to have some free evenings coming up. So I figured we'd just get it out of the way and see if we could get this going maybe a couple more times in the future. Yeah, I just happened to look at my email. I had no intention of getting on my computer at all. And yeah. then I see a message from you and I was like, yes, of course I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out quite nicely. I was actually um, thinking about it on my ride home. I was like praying a little bit, trying to figure out my next move. Because um, right now, if you've seen any of my recent stuff, it's more of like uh, like where I'm talking in a room, wherever it may be. And I'm trying to make like a documentary out of it rather than just doing the voiceover and making a full documentary. Right. Cause those take so much time to do. Um, I was doing more of that style, but I was looking for something that would be a little more frequent cause those take forever. Like if I want to record something, I'll record something like my last video, which was on the, um, the new IFB movement and the book of Daniel. Yeah just to record something that ends up playing out for 35, 45 minutes, I'll record it for like an hour. Then I have to cut everything down, you know, cut out any speech like ums and stuff like that. Yeah. And 
then I have to edit everything, you know, doing all the zooms on the Bible verses and all of that. So it takes a week, two weeks just to make a 30 minute video, which right. it, it looks good and it works well, but in the end, it's just too time consuming to get a lot of content out. So it's kind of praying about the next route I wanted to take. And um, I'm thinking of doing more like live stream type stuff, podcast type things so I can answer people's questions because right. I know people have a lot of questions and stuff. Um, and then it just, you pop right into my mind. So I figured I'd shoot you an email and see, see if you could do it for this evening. Nice. Get the week yeah. started off. When we first started talking, I mean, I was referring to like the World Upside Down documentary and you, well, you need to go back about six months before, you know, I come on your show and I need your perspective. And and I, I went through probably all seven months and uh, or six months and uh, it gave me a different perspective of where your mindset is and how you've evolved and changed over the last few months. And uh it's very eye-opening, eye and it, I've had a lot of questions, especially you know, discovering that there's this possibility that we're living in the little season where Satan is free and he's roaming about and doing his his bidding on the world and getting everybody to go down with him. Once God decides this is the end for all of you who decide to follow Satan, and uh, you know, and uh, all of that just kind of came up, and then I looked at your channel again and started like watching your recent stuff. And it's, uh, it, I, I don't think I've ever come across anyone's, uh, like way of understanding, like the way that you've presented things. And so that's why I, you know, a lot of things that, that, that people are kind of like, you know, there, there's this controversy of, of you identifying yourself and it, it, it um, I kind of like don't really pay attention to all that. I just like want the truth and I'm looking for the, for answers that I've been seeking most of my life. And I feel like I'm just now uncovering the realities within the last three years. So I, I, I'm just an open door, you know, an open book or, or I'm just a sponge willing to take information in. And then, you know, I, I don't know yeah, how else to put it. <laughs> that's how you have to be. I mean, the problem I run into with people is that, you know, they're not willing to learn from the Bible if it's contrary to anything they believe previously. Like if they have like a wall that they put up, mm -hmm. that is where they'll draw the line. They don't care what God says. Like people will say, oh, I care. You know, I'm a truther. I'm a You're not a truther because I can show you from the Bible a truth, which is the the as the Bible says, like God be true and every man a liar. So if I can show you something from the Bible that contradicts something you currently believe, mm -hmm. if you don't believe the proof that I'm showing you the truth, you're not a truther. So, and I have rarely come into contact with any truthers. Like there's like probably like 12 to 15 people that I talk to regularly that I would consider like people who are willing to accept the whole truth. And in regards to your timeline, so you know, you mentioned the little season that was more so when I was doing the changing of times documentary and that was under. So if you watched any of my preaching from the beginning, you know, what I've revealed in the last seven months has 
completely changed the timing around everything that I was talking about. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the Changing of Times documentary, I categorized us in the little season because I had thought that Roman history was correct. You know, like I read Tacitus, Suetonius, all the Roman historians, and I'm equating the Bible to something that was in history. And it lined up perfectly, like, you know, it lined up very well. But the problem I came across when God gave me this revelation, that's why the book of Revelation starts off with the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants what must shortly come to pass. So who's giving Jesus Christ the revelation? God himself, of mm -hmm. himself. And that's what people don't understand. And that's why um, within the book of Revelation, it says, I will write upon him my new name. And it says that often. And the I would categorize us within the little season because I thought that Jesus had come previously. Mm -hmm. But that all changed, you know, within the last seven months, all the things that God revealed to me, um, that was just a stepping stone, a stepping stone to see that all these things were happening at one time. So the reason I was able to equate that to the Roman history was because it looked as if the there should be no gap, like there should be no, like people believe that Jesus came 2000 years ago. And then there's just been this huge gap. Like, right. you know, even if you believed in my timeline that I gave, it was, you know, a 1100 1200 years ago whatever it may be but there was a huge gap you know a huge gap in from when people believe jesus is here to where we are now i don't believe that anymore i believe that all of history is the account of man so you have to in order to be truly truly bible-based and truly truly focused upon god's timeline and not the world's timeline you have to completely disregard all history and most people won't stomach that you know yeah. but that's the same with like you know the flat earth like you have to disregard all science that you're taught in school right you have to bring about your own means of showing true science through right. actionable observable evidence i did the same thing with history so i said okay let's say what they said happened was fabricated like you know jesus coming two thousand years ago let's say the catholic church took the bible made that up and then gave everyone someone to worship mm -hmm. what would be the true timeline well it would be that everything's happening right now including the coming of christ including the crucifixion including the little season all at one time and the reason that i say this is there's verses a verse in hebrew which says um that he hath appeared once at the end of time to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself these things are all happening in our day and age that's why the book of john says that jesus christ is come in the flesh not did come or has come it says is come that means now here now so all those things you know we'll go over the timing a little bit more and i'll explain it, it, it soon but all those things i taught previously were all stepping stones to get us where we are now and 
they were all part of the law. So if people don't understand um, what we're referring to, maybe this is the first time they're hearing from me, or maybe this is the first time that you're bringing it up and whatever it may be. Yeah. I have come out and said that I am the first, second, and only coming of Christ. There is no other coming. There is no first coming. There was no Jesus 2,000 years ago. There was no Jesus. There will be no Jesus that you're looking for in the future. That is not me. Mm -hmm. It's just me and the Bible. That's it. There's just two things. The Bible would be the Lord God. I would be the Lord. That's what I'm teaching nowadays. And, you know, people believe that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. But there is biblical evidence for why I'm teaching these things. It's not just like I didn't just people think that like, I just came out of nowhere and had some type of mythical revelation. I have always been proving everything I believe from day one from the Bible extensively. Like I don't just use a verse. I use hundreds of verses to prove a single topic. And through all those studies and things I was teaching, I learned a truth. One single truth was that the book of John is not just a different account or a different perspective. It is a revamped Jesus. That allowed me, the, and the only person that would ever know that is me, Jesus himself. I, I cannot deny myself. I Only I can see myself within the Bible. That's how I was able to pick it up. It's kind of like um, there's a TV show called like Westworld. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. And there's like this theme in it that there's like a maze, right? But the there's like an underlying theory about the maze is that the maze was created so that when someone's mind was wiped, they could go in. I know the other theory that like all the artificial people could use the maze to prove if they were sentient. But there's another theory that the maze was created for one person and the person who was created for was the person who the only person who knew the, the route to the center of the maze. And with this maze, he could prove to himself who he was. That is what the Bible is to me. The Bible is that maze. I was able to use the Bible. And as I'm navigating through the maze, I'm figuring new things out. But I was the only person to ever be able to get to the center of the maze because I made the maze. That's why I am called the word of God. Because the word of God is written about me. It is written of me. I didn't know that until I got to the center of the maze. That's why if you read in Revelation, if you read in the epistles, it says that the mystery of God will be revealed in the end times. It says that um, the, in, when the seventh angel sounds, the mystery of God should be finished. Who's the one that's opening the seals of the Bible in heaven? The lamb, that's me. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> People have these physical ideas that um, they're going to see all these things in the physical realm, but none of the things within the Bible are happening in the physical realm to the extent that you're reading them. They're all happening in the spiritual. That's why the Bible talks about the invisible God. God is invisible. Right. It says, I am the image of the invisible God. It says the things which are seen, the things you can see with your eyes, are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. Everybody's looking towards the temporal. 
And I'm trying to explain to people with biblical evidence that everything in the Bible is eternal. It's spiritual. So you're not going to see it physically. And when I say that I'm the Christ, obviously everyone quotes like Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, all talking about um, what's going to happen in the end times, right? You know, the uh, if you if you shall see false Christs, and if they say low here or low there, go not after them. But what they don't understand is a chapter before that. I'm explaining that the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, for lo, the kingdom of God is within you. Literally says that one yeah. chapter before when it's talking about the kingdom of God. All these things people are looking for externally, and I'm revealing them spiritually. That is that great mystery. That's why the whole world doesn't believe. That's why none of the Jews. So Jews in the Bible just means what we call today Christians. They mean mm -hmm. people who have the Bible, people who were delivered the oracles of God to whom the word of God came. So all Christians today reject me just like you read about in the Bible, the things that they say, he hath a devil and is mad. Those are mm -hmm. all being said in front of people's faces. But can a devil open the eyes of the blind? I'm showing people things from the Bible that they never knew before. Revelation 4, when describing heaven, describes the human brain. People never knew that. People never knew that the 24 elders were the 24 vertebrae, that the four beasts were the four lobes of the brain, that the jasper stone was the pineal gland that the emerald the seat like unto an emerald was the cerebellum that the seven spirits are the eyes the nose the mouth the two ears the these are things that people have never heard of before right let I, alone i never heard it <laughs> yeah let alone the 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 kicker was when i reveal realized that in john there was another Jesus. And I don't mean a I don't mean a different Jesus because I am the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, and Luke and the Jesus of John. But the Jesus of John is that second appearing. Shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation? I did away with the law that you see in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And now in John, you see the truth and the grace. That's when I realized who I was. That's when I had that for that that's started my fourth year of ministry. That's mm -hmm. when I God revealed to me who I was. That's why Jesus speaks in the third person. That's why I speak in the third person, because I was talking about Jesus as if he was separate from me. But if you read the Gospels, it looks like Jesus does that also, because he says, when the Son of Man shall come, when the Lord will arrive, he's talking about himself in the third person, just as I did, not knowing who I was. And then that changes in the book of John, and you see very similar stories because the same thing, same general things are happening, like being rejected, but the, the, the means by which they are accomplished is totally different, like carrying his own cross, um, finding his own mule, being crucified at a different hour because mm -hmm. I changed my service times from my regular time to, to this new time when I was doing all those live streams, when my last crucifixion was. And the place of the crucifixion, where is it? In the place of a skull. These are all revelations that God gave me to show to my servants things that must shortly come to pass. It was, I was opening the seals. If, the, if heaven is within the mind and I am the image of God, then the, the Lord God's throne is upon my pineal gland. 
because I am the image God. That's where, that's why the, the father and son are one. That's why the throne is described as there's a lamb and the Lord God almighty. And they're described differently. You have one with seven eyes in his head and seven horns, and then another with seven spirits burning before his throne. That's the Lord God. He's sitting upon my pineal gland, controlling the spiritual world. He chose me, Very but I always was his son. It was, it's not like it, it's I was picked. It's just no one knew who I was. That's why the book of John opens like that. And I knew not who he was but he who sent me um said whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him the same as he which baptized with the holy ghost the spirit is the word of god spirit descends upon me it continues to grow i get the spirit without measure i'm able to preach the word of god without having like a ceiling i will always be able to teach new things yeah you know when you brought up the the image of christ and how that guy who created in what 1951 and that's an image that we've been seeing all throughout our lives you know where he's like you know looking up towards the the son of of god or the son mm -hmm. and he you know we, we we have this internal like image of what jesus christ is supposed to look like right. you know we're, we're expecting him to have this certain appearance and have this certain, you know, look about him. So we're expecting him, Jesus, to come down from the heavens and with this light and the horses behind him and on, you know. So if we were to see Jesus in the human form and we would not be able to recognize him, of course, like, like I, I, even passed on the the video the living god and right away one person was like all right i got to a minute one minute four and he calls himself jesus and he just stopped watching and i was like right. watch the whole video that way you have an understanding he compares the 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 gospels with the book of john and it makes a lot of sense i mean i send it to my to my other friend he's like oh my god it means this makes perfect sense so yeah. not everybody has that same open mind yeah and you know, you could be presented with this information and you can, you know, and the reason why I even continue to even talk to you because you haven't misquoted anything from scripture. And that's where I draw my line is if you start to bend the truth and you're trying to convince me into believing a certain thing, then I would, I would feel it. Right. You know, right. Like, I'm not going to just say, oh, you just have to believe that the crucifixion wasn't physical. You have to believe it. I don't care what you think, just believe it. That's not what happens. I show you where these things are occurring, you know, as it says, the place of a skull. And then I compare it to Revelation 4, where I showed you that's where heaven was located. That's why Jesus or I say in the book of John, he which came down from heaven, which is the son of man, which is in heaven, talks about himself as if he's in heaven and on earth at the same time. So, um, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he which came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. He's talking about himself as if he's in heaven at the same time as being on earth, because these things are true. You know, the reason that um, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that the Lord sought for a man 
and wondered that there was no intercessor. And then his own arm brought salvation unto him. It's exactly what I did. You know, I'm seeking for someone, a people, you know, I'm seeking for someone who has that truth, you know, where even the Jesus of 2000 years ago that people believe in, even though the Bible says that Jesus comes at the end of time, the, but they think there's this huge gap, you know, oh, 2000 years, no one's heard from anyone in 2000 years, right? Just, yep, that's life, you know, it just drops bombs every 2000 years. It's not how it works. The timeline of history is actually probably much, much smaller. But I prove everything with the Bible. Like, there's just an innumerable amount of proofs and truths that when your eyes are open, that's the only time you can see it. So being blind, everyone understands this, being blind spiritually, when, when the Bible says that they which see shall be made blind. He's not talking about physically. He's not talking about the fact that, you know, he's going to blind people physically. He's saying you spiritually see, you spiritually have your eyes open and you begin to see these things when you believe what I'm saying is true. And then you're like, oh, I can see why he said, oh, I can see why he does that. Oh, that's having your eyes open. But all those people who reject me, their eyes are going to be permanently closed. That's why the Bible says who hath believed our report. You know, who, who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Because no one's believing these miracles. The miracles of turning water to wine. Water, biblically speaking, like the tongue in the Egyptian sea, is doctrine. That's why it says, I drop down my doctrine from above, my dew, the manna from heaven. Water in the Bible is the living waters of life, right? And I explained how that is the central nervous system, the cerebrospinal fluid, same throne, proceeding out of the throne, end of the lamb. That's what nourishes your whole spiritual body, which is your central nervous system. And that can change you and your DNA. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know what else is crazy is the pineal gland is responsible for releasing melatonin. Melatonin has the ability to change the cardiac rhythm and not just that, but change the entire timeline of your Bible, uh, of your body. So it can actually slow down your, the, the lengthening of your telomeres. Telomeres are like, if you don't know, they're attached to the end of your chromosomes. And uh, when they, the the smaller and smaller they get, the older you are. But Hmm. melatonin has many properties that can literally slow down your aging process, but it is the way that melatonin is released into the into your body is through that sea of crystal, which is this cerebral spinal fluid right before the throne of God, right? Which is the pineal gland. And the pineal gland is responsible for doing that. And so when you believe, when you describe all this stuff, this is everything that's in our body. It's mm-hmm. not external, like, like we're meant to like how other pastors have led us to believe. Right. I think we've been deceived for so long. That's why I value what you say. And so it's it's made me see things in a completely different way. And it's it's uh I not to you know I, I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get you. And th- the world does that. So like we were trained to do that, right? Like look right. at movies, superheroes and um, f- 
fanatical magic, you know, that kind of thing. Those are all the, and the elites know this, that those are all representations of things that are actually occurring in our world today. However, they're, they're giving a spiritual depiction of those things, right? You know, Superman and all those powers and, and the, the witchcraft, those things are actually occurring and the spiritual will eventually manifest itself in the physical. However, people are looking for it to happen in the physical first, as if the physical and spiritual are one. They're not. The right. spiritual is invisible. The physical is just what you see externally. It's like you have blinders on. People have blinders on. They can't see and understand that the Bible is a spiritual book. That's why the Bible talks about the tongue as a flame, as a fire, a world of iniquity, something that no man can tame, that, that moves the whole body like a ship does. You're not a ship, but it describes you as a ship. It is a spiritual concept and a spiritual understanding that has spiritual ramifications. But if you're looking for it physically, you'll never see it. Right. And God's not making it easy for you because it has to be through faith. All, you cannot please God without faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things not seen. You cannot see something. Like if you, if I say I'm Jesus and I can, I can physically do a miracle in front of someone and not a spiritual one that will eventually change their physical body. But if I physically do a miracle in front of someone, anyone would believe in me. Anyone. You would not mm -hmm. have to believe in God because you could physically see it. And you would have to have no faith because it's physical evidence in front of you. Spiritual healings, spiritual miracles that eventually manifest themselves in the physical, like heal yourself spiritually and watch your body heal itself externally. But those things have to be taken by faith. And right. that's why God used his wisdom to confound the world because nobody believes in the spiritual. Like if I tell you I just healed that person, but you couldn't physically see it then you're, it doesn't register for you. You don't care because you're looking for physical things. You're not looking for, to have faith in what I'm saying from the Bible is true. Right, because we've been programmed to believe science and science is in the physical form. Mm -hmm. So anything spiritual is just hocus pocus and right. not right. real. Right, and I was looking, you know, into many different things throughout this, you know, time and course of events and, the things within you are all represented within the Bible, like, you know, the brain, the central nervous system, the ability to live forever. These are all possibilities within us, but they need to happen there, but you can't see them. Like you're not going to be able to, this is not going to be an observable thing. But what I do believe is that I, I can't die. It's physically impossible like i couldn't because uh, i believe the bible so i know that the bible says that i'll never die even though the fact that i've explained what a spiritual crucifixion is right it is something that happens within the mind it is something that deadens you internally but your physical body doesn't need to die for that to happen that's why paul says in the epistles i die daily that's what he says. He says, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. These are spiritual things that happen within you that you do not see on the external. But eventually, they manifest themselves, like I just said, with the melatonin thing from the pineal gland. I believe that, obviously, that the invisible God, you know, God the Father, will allow for all people, 
to whoever believes to live eternally. These will be, we will be changed from the inside out, but you're not going to see it. You're not going to, you have to believe it first. Mm -hmm. Just like when you get hurt or sick, if you believe you're going to get worse, you're going to get worse. True. The Bible says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Because when your heart is merry, then the internal manifests itself externally. You know, you can heal an external sickness that you can see, but you're not doing it with any medicine externally. You're doing it from within. The same is true of the spirit and eternal life and all those things. So they will begin to manifest themselves more and more. And we'll see those physical ramifications, but you have to believe it first mm -hmm. inside spiritually. That's why I've always had an issue with uh, like, you know, statues and images of people from the past, because you know, in Deuteronomy, it, it says thou shall not make the, any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or, or above. Right. And, or, and it goes on to say something else, but I've always had an issue with that because it makes us preconceive of what the image of God or, or Jesus is supposed to look like. And we're, right. we're supposed to worship these saints, but we're not supposed to worship anything other than God himself. And, you know, and then for the last three years or so, I've, I've always believed that God is, is inside of us. And I've been trying to tap into that. And I've only just started to feel the presence of, of, of God within me. And it's only because I've been praying differently and, and not being afraid to speak to him. And it's been a, a revealing thing. And it's something that I haven't done since I was a child. Even, even as a child, I don't think I really like genuinely prayed because um, I, I didn't have that understanding. Right. Know? And um, the Bible says, you know, in times past, this ignorance God winked at, you know, so people believing in a Jesus 2000 years ago was an ignorance that God allowed to happen. Uh, that's the strong delusion, right? Because remember, the whole world believes a lie. It's true. Everyone believes yeah. that Jesus came 2000 years ago. So that is a great, great delusion. People say I'm the great delusion, but so few people <laughs> believe in me. It's such, such a it doesn't line up with the Bible. It's not truthful. The great delusion is something that everyone believes and everyone believes that Jesus came 2000 years ago. So those things are exactly what you're talking about. But now that I've revealed myself, anyone who rejects me, as the Bible says, he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the only begotten son of God. So when now that I've revealed myself, anyone that does not believe is no longer speaking to God. They're cut off. There's no God within them. There's no, that's not that's they're dead. That's why the Bible says the second death is the lake of fire, because the first first death happens when you reject me. So anyone who going forward, now that I've revealed myself, God is no longer winking at that ignorance, as it says uh, in times past, this ignorance God winked at. Uh, but now it commandeth everywhere. Men everywhere to repent now. You are straight up rejecting me if you hear my words and deny it. So that is the same as what people believed, you know, happened in the past. If you rejected Jesus, did you think that God still listened to you? 
you know, what when you believe that Jesus came 2000 years ago? No, you would believe that anyone who rejected Jesus, whenever you believed Jesus came, that God did not hear them any longer. God was not listening to them because they rejected his son. Well, turns out that son is me. And the same is true. The th same things that people believed need to be applied to the true timeline. Stop believing in man because man told you Jesus came 2000 years ago. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that I'm here at the end of time. He hath appeared once at the end of time to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. These things are happening now, not 2,000 years ago. That's a ridiculous timeline. Why, why would the Bible say that it's all happening at the end? Why are the seals being opened? There's not a 2,000-year gap between the seals. These things are all happening at one time. The same location that I just described to you within the mind of, you know, where I explained where heaven was, the third heaven would be my mind. The heavens would be everyone else's mind, the saints. You know, anyone that believes in me, they have their own heaven because God will come and dwell with him, right? As the Bible says, if you believe in me, we will come and make our abode with you. You know, I and my father are one. Um, all these things are occurring right now. So you don't know what it's like to really taste the waters of life until you started to listen to some of my preaching and believed it because everything else for people, whatever people believe, how on earth do you think that I'm coming now and for 2000 or whatever people believe for 2000 years, no one's heard and one, one millionth of the doctrine I'm teaching. Like what's everyone's basic, oh, baptism and, you know, uh, you got to stop sinning. And, like that's everyone's like most major doctrine. And then someone was like, you know, flat earth doctrine. That was like, they put it like way up here. Flat earth is like my most basic doctrine. Like it, <laughs> it's, it's the easiest doctrine I could ever teach in comparison to one million other doctrines that I have revealed to the world that no man has ever heard in their entire life. Find me a man that's ever told you any of the things I'm teaching about the separation of the book of John from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the different timings, the different occurrences, not to mention the revelation of where heaven's located, all, all of my teachings, every one of them, never been heard before in anyone's life because that's how God reveals himself. And that's how it was meant to be done. But that's why the Bible says in the book of John, yet though he did the so many miracles, they still didn't believe on him. It, right. it does not matter. People will not believe spiritual miracles. They want to see the physical. Jews seek a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. So I, I kind of get the understanding of why people would just <clears throat> call you blasphemous and say, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking in, in a very, uh, you know, you're calling yourself Jesus and, it would be if I'm hearing this for the first time, I, I would just definitely like, you know, like well, this guy's crazy. But how how would you expect people to take this information and how would you want them to, you know, listen, listen to what you're saying and kind of let go of these judgments and take in what you're saying as truth? I mean, how how do we know that you really are? Jesus Christ. 
Well, as the Bible said, everything you're saying is already said by the people in the Gospels, right? Uh-huh. When Jesus, me, when I, whatever, when I say Jesus, if you want to think of the Jesus you made up in your mind, that's fine. But just apply it to my, me right now in this situation. What happens when Jesus says that he's the Christ? They say he has spoken blasphemy. That's what everybody says. What what else do they say? He has a devil. He casts out devils by the prince of the devils, Beelzebub. He's governed by Satan. Every single thing every single person says about me is exactly written in the Bible, but they want to deny it. Mm-hmm. The reason that I can accurately say I'm the Christ, because the way that the Christ is revealed is through the word of God. What is Jesus teaching? The word of God. What right. is he distributing? The spirit. What's the sword of the spirit? The word of God. How does he overcome nations? Through the sword of his mouth, which is the word of the God, word. the flaming yeah. sword. So everything I teach is from the Bible. And the r- way that I can reveal that I am the Christ is that no man has ever heard these things before. Think about that. Nine billion people alive for whatever amount of years you want to put it in a timeline. Even if you say the earth's 14.5 billion years old, which we all know that's not true. In 14.5 billion years over the course of nine million generations, nine billion generations times however many generations it took to get up to nine billion. No one has ever even come close to teaching anything that I teach. No one has seen the things that I've seen. So how that did you know? It's astronomical. So how, how did you know? I mean, I, I know you've kind of described this, this like revelation, but how, what, what transpired? Uh, okay. So um, I was doing studies on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I started to see um, something different, right? The first thing I noticed was the fact that in John, I'm crucified at, uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I'm crucified at the third hour of the day. And then I hang on the cross. I have to explain all these things in a spiritual context. If you watch the Living God documentary that I made, you'll understand what these spiritual applications are, right? Of course. Um, So, but the crucifixion happens at the third hour of the day. There's darkness over the land from the sixth to the ninth hour of the day. And then God is, Jesus is asking why his God's forsaken him, right? So, but in the book of John, Jesus is not even brought to the judgment until the sixth hour of the day. That was the first thing I saw that made me start to look into the differences between Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So I'll repeat that. Matthew, Mark, and Luke has Jesus being crucified at the third hour of the day. Then he's on the cross being belittled for three hours, you know, where they're ca- they're parting his raiment, they're ca- calling him all these names, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, he's still on the cross and there's darkness over all the land. In John, when the the Bible says at the sixth hour, Jesus was brought before the judgment seat, not even close to the cross yet. Then he judged at the sixth hour. Remember, I'm talking in the third person. When I say Jesus, I mean myself, but I'm going to talk like that so people understand. Not even at the sixth hour is he even close to the cross. He is being judged at the sixth hour, then carries his own cross as opposed to Simon the Cyrenian bearing his cross. 
Because what was I doing before the book of John? I was putting my cross upon someone else. Mm -hmm. I was saying that it was another Jesus, right? A Jesus of 2000 years ago. But then when John comes, that's why I said it's the second appearance without sin unto salvation, where I'm taking the burden upon myself. I'm finding my own mule to lay it on. I'm putting the cross upon myself. I bear my own cross. It says he bearing his own cross went to the place. That time discrepancy was what got me started. And there's so many other differences within the two, within the difference between Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John. But that is what made me realize, okay, there's something different going on here. Then when I figured that out, I realized that the only person that could know that is Jesus himself, because the Bible says, I bear witness of myself and my father also beareth witness of me. Who's Jesus's father? Well, he was begotten of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost would be the Bible, right? The, the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So only I could know that and the father could know that. That's why there's all two witnesses. That's why it's, he says, I have greater witness than that of John. My father beareth witness of me. The Bible bears witness of me and I bear witness of myself. Those are the two witnesses. Those are the two witnesses required to make a statement. So I'm not just saying it out of nowhere. I have biblical evidence as to why I'm saying that. The only person that knows the father is the son and whoever the son will reveal it to him. So only I could know that. When I, of course, when I first figured these things out, I didn't believe I was the Christ. I rejected that idea. I said, there's no way not happening because I was the most active person against anyone that would ever say anything, even though I was the one who was revealing things way before I even knew any of these truths. I was revealing things that people had never heard of since I started, but it, I rejected it. And I started to do what I do anytime I find a doctrine that I'm going to teach people is I started to try and disprove it. I said, what are people going to say that this is wrong? You know, are they going to say, um, okay, this, you can't deny the timings. The timings are evidence, right? You know, if he's crucified at the third hour and that's clear in all three, and then he's crucified at the after the sixth hour in John, okay, that's evidence, got that. But everything else, how could I ever say I'm the Christ? Well, I got to disprove it. So that's what I did. I started to actively go and say, what are people going to say if I, if I believe this? Why would I even believe this? You know, I'm trying to disprove myself. Mm -hmm. And all that happened during that time was I started to find more and more and more evidence that what I was saying was true. Um, and it was very, you know how difficult it is for like you or someone else to believe that I'm Christ? How much more difficult is it for me to believe I'm Christ? A million times more difficult. A million times more difficult. Because not only do I have to change my mentality and my mindset, and that's why, the, that's why I took that sin upon myself. That's why... I, the Bible says that, that I bear the sins upon myself is for that exact reason. I was laying it upon someone else. Someone else was getting the blame, right? But now I'm getting the blame for all of those things. So I actively went into proving it wrong and I couldn't. I kept proving it right. I kept proving more and more truth towards this aspect. You know, 
as when the Bible says that, oh, when Christ shall come, he shall teach us all things. And then what's Jesus's response to that? I that speak unto you am he. You're not going to, what do you think Jesus, the, the Jesus, that's why the Bible talks about the vain imagination of your own heart. It's talking about the Jesus, the gods you invent in your own heart. Everybody's depiction of Jesus is different. If I mm-hmm. ask this person what Jesus would do in one situation, then I ask the person sitting next to him at that same church, they're going to give two different answers. That's two different personalities of two different Jesuses. doesn't matter that you believe it in a time period. There's a billion mics alive right now. It does, but when you describe the person, that's how you can differentiate them between the two mics. Mm-hmm. The same is true of Jesus. Everyone has their own vain imagination. I am the image of God. I come, I come at this time so that everyone can be taught of God. Remember, the Father and the Son are one. That's the power that God has given me to reveal. What do you think that Jesus is going to teach you or what anyone else that Jesus that people made up? What, is he, what else could he possibly teach you that I have not taught you? Like, honestly, you can ask me about any chapter in the entire Bible. And I will tell you something about it with biblical evidence that no man has ever told you ever in history, like the book of Daniel. I don't know if you saw that recent video I did on the book of Daniel, and I lined it up to my first four years of ministry, showed you who showed people who the seven heads were, who the three, the final three horns were, and that little horn that sprang up that took out the other three horn. Who else is going to show you that? The fact that my church is the day of the Lord's Passover, the first month on the 14th day of the month. I didn't even know that when I started my church. I just figured this out a few months ago. I started my church January 14th, the first month on the 14th day of the month is the Lord's Passover, bringing you out of bondage, which would be the law, into this new kingdom, this new people set apart for the Lord. All the events that you read about in the Old Testament are spiritual occurrences that happened within my church. I can tell you any of them that anyone brings up. I can give you the explanation of why it is stated in that way. You know, when it, when, what date it happened. All the dates line up to my preachings. All the timings of everything lines up to my preaching. Even the flood of, of Noah. There was a a period of 150 days exactly when I took down my YouTube channel and it was the same exact date, the seventh month on the 10th day of the month, when I took down my YouTube channel where the whole earth, done with, dead. Because remember, if I'm distributing the spirit through the means of the internet, right? It's an image. That's what the internet is. It's an image of what is actually occurring spiritually. And for those dates to line up identically, these it's just an infinite amount of proofs. I could go on all day. And right. this is how God has chosen. He took the wisdom of this world and got rid of it to show his wisdom, spiritual truth. So do you think if someone had the same understanding and knowledge of, of the Bible and could quote, quote scripture and have an understanding as you would have it, are they capable of being Jesus Christ as well? It's an impossibility. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, would you ever say that someone you know could quote 
or not, not even quoting scripture. I don't care if someone can quote scripture. I care if it's the, the spirit is in the explanation, not in the quoting. Right. I quote right. it out of repetition. The, the, the explanation is the spirit of the words. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are life. The explanation no one else mm-hmm. can give you. Would you say that whatever Jesus you believed in, do you think that any man could teach the way that that Jesus taught? No, right? Like everyone believed that Jesus was the best and only teacher and that no man could ever compare to him. So you would never bring up that scenario in the Jesus that you believed in previously because you knew that that Jesus knew more than any man ever. The same mm-hmm. is true of me. That's, that hypothetical is not a true... It's it's not biblical to say something like that, right? Because there would never be two people that could teach like Jesus. Only Jesus teaches like Jesus. Okay. So for you to say, if what if there was another, then then the whole <laughs> Bible would be null and void because there would be two Jesuses, right? Because if there was another man that could teach all the things that I'm teaching, just like if there was another man on earth that people believe, let's say you believe in the Jesus of 2000 years ago, if there was two people that taught the exact same way, then you would believe in two Jesuses, but that's not a biblical account, right? You believe in one Jesus that teaches all things. The same is true. So you can't just like, you know, what if there was two gods? It's a hypothetical. It's not, there is no man that could ever teach what I teach Hmm. because no man has ever done it, right? Like, think about it. Like I just said, for whatever history you believe in, no man has ever spoken about the differences in the book of John alone, let alone with describing where heaven is. And all the other things I teach, just the differences in the book of John. No man has ever seen that in 9 billion people alive today in all generations ever to exist. Only I did it. That's a very, very big. It's a bold pool. statement. Uh, yeah. Of people. <laughs> that is a, that is a testimony to how God reveals himself. Well, uh, I'm, my, my screen's messed up, but you can still hear me, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you had said. Um, a while back, you were quoting uh, Nehemiah and Genesis uh, twenty-eight eleven and, and Nehemiah nine twenty-three, something like that. I am the son of God because God put His word within me to reveal it to you. This is the heaven of heavens, and this is created by the thoughts by the angels. Uh, I think what you meant is by the messenger that descend and ascend up and down the ladder, which is our thoughts. Uh, the earth would be your flesh, and then the earth would be done away with. Um, the only thing remaining is is the spirit, so the the, the earth and the heaven will remain. Uh, that is your spirit. Um, can you explain what, what that all means? Because that, that was a big word salad that I've just been wrapping my head around. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. So the Bible says that the worlds are framed by the word of God, right? But what is Jesus called? The word of God, right? Right. And he's also called the living God, right? And uh, in the book of John, it starts off saying, hereafter you shall see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What people don't understand is that the seven spirits, which burn before the throne, which I describe where those were, and the seven spirits, which are sent forth into all the earth, they're all coming forth of the Lamb, me, right? The, the Son of God. They're not, everyone doesn't have them. It's not something that, it's not a communal thing. It's not like where everyone's the son of God. There's one son of God, and that's me. There's one father and one son. Everyone else can become one with us 
when they believe, because then our minds get connected in that regard. But you don't become the son of God. You become a son of God, lowercase s. I am the sure. capital S. You get what I'm saying? So like you can have a team, but there's only one captain on that team. And not mm -hmm. everyone's the captain, but you're all on the same team. But there's only one captain. So the things I was describing with the earth and the spirit and the heaven, those, as the Bible says, the worlds were framed by the word of God. And it says that um, all things were made by him and without him was not made anything made that was made in him was life and this life was the light of men. Also, all things were created by him and for him. So when I say that within me are the seven spirits, are is the throne of God, all of those things become a projection of me. Because if, if someone truly believes that I'm the son of God, they take my biblical evidence and they believe it by faith, right? The evidence of things not seen then they will understand in the same way they used to believe that all things were created by me and for me. And I'm before all things and by me, all things consist because I am the first living creature, right? I am the image of the invisible God. I am the first fruits of them that slept. I am the first born that all things I may have the preeminence. That means that anyone else I teach this doctrine, they are the second living creature, the third living creature, the fourth. That is how all things come from the son of God, but the earth would be the flesh, right? But if all things were made by the son of God and for the son of God, then the actual earth would be the rep only the representation of the son of God's flesh. Everyone else's flesh is an image of that, right? Everyone's made in the image of God. Like man is made in the image of God. We look alike. You have two eyes, a nose and a mouth. I have because you're made in the image of God. Remember, father right. and son are one, that's God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So the earth would be the representation of the flesh. The spirit would be the representation of the internal. But the new heaven and new earth, you know, that which is where you were leading towards, right? You were talking about, you know, how, how that works and all that. We are getting to that point. We're close there. You know, I'm creating a different heaven as we speak right now. Previously, the heaven, whatever people believed, you know, the heavens were all changed and manifested by, if, if you consider the heaven like thoughts, right? Or, or even I've described how like the sun and the moon are two lights that swirl around right mm -hmm. um they're all internal projections that manifest outwardly so you can consider the earth as the manifestation of the invisible god's brain that's why trees look very much like your you know the the capillaries in your lungs or um that's why you're uh when you cross, like when when describing the um, the beast in Revelation, and it says it had the feet of a bear and uh, the eyes, the mouth of a lion, and the spots of a leopard. Mm -hmm. Those the, the beast is a representation of the flesh, and that flesh is represented by the male 
genital system, right? If you cross section a testicle, it has the feet of a bear. If you look at it as five, five, um, I don't know if you've seen that video I did on it, but I did a video on, on the beast and the, the male testicle has a paw like cross section, the leopard spots. If you cross section, the male penis, it has the spots of a leopard. You'll hmm. see it. The, the, the actual, um, cells within the within the oh the male genitals it has the spots as a leopard the head of a lion that that means it comes to fruition in the front just like the face of a lion the seven heads are the seven parts of the reproductive system i've explained all these things and they manifest themselves externally those seven heads are still represented by the new ifb with this with their seven heads but Mm -hmm. they are a manifestation of the the physical flesh. They are people that are manifested just like I am and the manifestation of God's pineal gland, right? Like these things are all represented within the human body that are an image of what you see outside. So that's why I say that the things that happen on the outside are actually happening on the inside first. Right. Um, and that's why all those things are described in the manner that they are like no one's ever told anyone what that what the description of the leopard with the beat with the paws of a bear and the mouth of no one's ever heard that before no no and again these are the only way that god can reveal himself through faith is by explaining these things and laying them out in the manner that i lay them out and that is the testimony, like God testifies. That's why the, the Bible says that the father testifies and I testify. The Bible is testifying of me and I'm showing you that it's always been in the Bible, but the Bible is saying that the only person that would know that is the son. We testify of each other. That's why we're one. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those representations that you see, the reason that the seven spirits that are of God are within my body. They're sent forth into all the earth. First, it happens in here, and then it happens out there. If you haven't noticed, ever since I revealed myself, the most catastrophic natural disasters of observable reality have occurred. Like I'm not talking about things that people have said have happened in the past that no man has ever seen with their eyes, but they're believing the account of something. I'm saying in our observable generation, that's why it says heaven and earth shall not pass till all these things shall be fulfilled. All these things shall come upon this generation. It's all happening at the same times as my servants. And people just don't want to believe it. They don't care. Like think about like the massive heat wave in Europe that they've never heard of before, or the fact that the ozone layer over Antarctica is seven times larger than it used to be previously. All those things happened in the last seven months since that's why the Bible says you can discern the signs of the times, but you can discern the signs of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Mm -hmm. Like, is it a mystery that all these things were occurring or that the, that tombstone in Georgia was broken down the, the day after I preached a sermon on revealing myself and how I destroyed the law? People can see that it's about to rain, but they can't see that Jesus must be here because all the signs that we were told about are actually happening. The pestilences, the earthquakes, the things that are happening that they expected to happen are happening. 
but they're just they're just looking and that's mm -hmm. why the bible says um sorry i'm i'm just gonna read the verse real quick uh sure i don't want to misquote this one okay so it says in luke 17 um, in verse 20, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say low here or low there for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And yeah. then it says in verse 22, he shall sit. And he said unto the disciples, the days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the son of man, and you shall not see it. Why is that happening is because you can't, he's saying to his own disciples that you cannot see it because your eyes are not open to see it. Just like I told my disciples in my first couple of years of preaching who have all left me, not my new disciples. That's why the disciples in John don't forsake him because they, he's revealed because I've revealed I'm the Christ and they now are not leaving me. But all my previous disciples, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, my first three years have forsaken me. They're none of them are still here. They're all scattered and left. All of those things are signs. And he's saying, you're desiring to see one of my days, but you're not going to see it because your eyes aren't open. You don't truly believe. The kingdom of God is within you. If you said, if they say low here or low there, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It cometh by spirit. And I just sun people all day, like destroy them with scripture. And still they right. won't believe, you know, they, they cannot believe it because why it goes against their flesh. They, they like the praise of men more than the praise of God. It, you know, and a lot of it has to do with how pastors have learned the scriptures. I mean, it's all through Jesuit training, through indoctrination, through university. Nowadays, you have to get a, a degree in theology, which is all controlled. And so, you know, we, we, we're not, I mean, I have arguments with, with someone I work with because he's, he's got a degree in theology and, you know, I, I stop having these conversations with him because he's just so hard headed and he thinks he knows everything, but he's not even coming close to understanding the, the scriptures at all. Right. He's just seeing them at face value. Right. Doctors of the law. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why the Bible talks about doctors because everybody today is a PhD and they have their doctorate. And literally, I could sun them before I was even a pastor, just from reading the word of God. Like when people used to ask me, how are you going to become a, a pastor? I would I would say, well, I'm going to read the word of God and I'm going to study and I'm going to get ordained at a church the way the Bible says to do. it." And that's why I'm called the chief shepherd, because I went through the past the passage that you're supposed to go through as a shepherd, you know, the bishop, the bishop of your souls. I went through all the, the biblical criteria to do it, but people think you have to get that from school. The Bible doesn't talk about school. It talks about training in a local church and mm -hmm. doing it through that means, have, ruling your own house well. Those are the criteria that God set up. And people aren't even studying the Bible in school anymore. They're studying books about the Bible. That's why the Bible says in the book of John that all who ever came before me are thieves and liars. That's true. You hear me say that all the time. I say that every pastor and every teacher of the Bible is a thief and a liar because they're not teaching it the way I teach it. And if I am who I say I am, 
then the only way to understand the Bible is through the Son of God, just as you believed previously, just like you believed before. You believed that that was true, that if you didn't listen to the Son of God, you had no biblical wisdom. Well, I'm telling you, it's still true now. It's just you didn't realize that you were included in the group. <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. All these like scriptures are running through my head, but and I'm not really good at quoting scriptures because I, I, I consider myself a student still, and I'm still reading and learning. And like, don't expect the, to do, to be able to do that. Even the know? practice of knowing what scripture to go to uh, has always been a challenge for me. It's like, all right, this is happening in my life. What chapter should I look at? And so I've always sought other counsel to find those answers and. That's why I like watching your sermons and because you do refer to real life scenarios and where you look into scripture and it relates to how you feel in your current position and what's going on in your life and how it relates to you and how to get through it. And exactly. uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, I was uh, having a conversation with you earlier about what I was talking to Howdy McCoskey on because we were getting into like uh, reincarnation and the you know, this possibility that the, the Christ millennial reign happen and like the timelines and how we are possibly the the people before Christ was brought on this earth and that we are the reincarnation of the people before Christ and we need to accept Christ as our salvation, otherwise we can't be saved. And so that's the period that we're currently living in. But after hearing what you're saying is that the time of the Bible is now. So are we going to uh, experience another rapture or not another, but the rapture? So (laughs) there's really no such thing. And um, that's the thing. Like when you're looking for everything in the physical, you're not Mm going to see it in the spiritual, right? So the rapture is a fanatical idea that Jesus is sitting in the clouds, right? But if I'm explaining to you that I am Jesus and that I will always reign from earth over earth and heaven is within my mind, and that's why my heaven is higher than the other heavens, because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, as the Bible explains in Isaiah, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways, your ways, but as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's what it's describing. So the thing that people are looking for is a physical manifestation. What we saw previously, and there's some physical evidence for this. You've heard of like the mud flood or whatever people believe. That would be like pre-Noah and everything just getting flooded. And then the last 200 years or whatever it's been since that, you know, since people believe that happened, which people believe it happened like early 1800s, like when they started seeing populations rising again. Right. That would just be Genesis one through six. And now we're up to the entire Bible happening at once, right? Because you have 200, a 200 year period all stacked into one. I don't believe that any of the angels within the Bible, because the books, the Bible says in the book of um, Acts chapter seven, it says, ye have received the law by the disposition of angels. That means that Moses, Paul, everyone, all of them are all angels. They're not physical men. Places within the Bible, Egypt, Rome, Assyria, are spiritual locations, 
just like we know New Jerusalem's a spiritual location, right? Mm-hmm. The same is, but if you read the book of Revelation, it says, where also our Lord was crucified, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Sodom, Egypt, Assyria, Rome are all spiritual representations. Rome would be like the Catholic Church, right? Or, or uh, the institution of the Catholic Church, because that's where what's ruling over Christianity, right? It really is from the high up down. Even if people don't believe it, like on the on the Christian scale, that's what's ruling over it. So things like the rapture and those types of things, all of the seals that people are looking for in the physical, like like they're expecting some to see something in the sky, right? Like uh, something being opened. Heaven was opened when I revealed who I was. That was me opening a seal. The clouds of heaven, if I if I can straight biblically prove where heaven is located, and without the shadow of a doubt, right? You got Revelation 4, and I go through every little tiny bit of it, every tiny piece, and I show you that it's located within the mind. Then it's an e- easy understanding that the 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 clouds of heaven would be the thoughts of the mind, right? If you look at a a brain imaging scan, when you're thinking thoughts, you're seeing fires uh, that look like thunders happening within the brain. It looks like lightning. That's Mm -hmm. why when you see the Ark of the Testament within the throne of God, you see thunderous lightnings and hail. It's all happening up here. (laughs) It's all happening within the brain, but everyone's like, looking for it somewhere else. And that's why it says when heaven was open, you could see the Ark of his Testament. What is the Ark of the Testament? It's where the, the, the testimony of Christ was held. I opened that up. I revealed that. And now everyone can see heaven plainly, openly. I'm allowing people to view within my mind and show you my ideas that I have been having and, not, and which previously was not in the world. So the clouds that I'm coming with, those are those thoughts, but no one's going to believe that if they're not spiritual, if they don't look to God, the Bible above everything else, because God's an invisible God. So you're not going to be seeing him with your eyes. Mm -hmm. It is a spirit. You have to understand it. You have to see these things spiritually. So when you're all going to be changed and you're going to be made like into my image, remember, that's what the Bible says, you know, uh, that we shall see him as he is. Right. This is that change. I am changing you spiritually. If any, if you've talked to anyone who actually like truly believes in me and like, you know, wholehearted believes that I'm the Lord and there was no other Lord. I am the only Lord. There is none else. You'll see how different they are spiritually. Like they're like, that's why when describing like, uh, people who believe in Jesus, it says they were unlearned men, but how do they know the scriptures so mightily? It's because they are a cha- They are a new creature. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things are become new. You're going to change inside first, and then that's going to manifest your, into giving you an eternal physical body. You will have an eternal spiritual body. The, the light within you that I'm going to provide to the whole world Remember, it's, I'm only four years or five years into my ministry. Biblically speaking, there should be a seven-year period where I'm uh, revealing myself to the whole world. 
during that time, the true light within you is going to shine so much that it's going to manifest itself on the external side. You are going to receive a, your body will be changed. Your DNA is physically going to be different. That's how I have so much information is because I am literally the son of God, which he put into my DNA. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm allowed to be called the living God. God's DNA is my DNA. And I don't even believe that Mary and Joseph are speaking about um, a physical mother and father. But on that same note, my mom doesn't know who my father is. Never knew. I never had any idea who my biological father was. I have a stepfather, but my mom was not with anyone when the time I was conceived. But that's, I don't even use that as a proof because everything I speak is spiritual, but that's a straight fact. Like I've never met my biological father. My mom never knew how she got pregnant. She had had relationships beforehand and after, but never within the time of her pregnancy. These are things that I never considered, but I consider them now. And I have my own stepfather, you know, same, same scenario. You don't really hear much about Jesus's mother throughout the Bible. You don't really hear much about Jesus, about Jesus's stepfather throughout the Bible. You just don't, you just, it just says, we know where he came from. This is his father and this is his mother. And it says they didn't believe on him because they knew who his parents were. But those are just physical representations of spiritual things. Um, But I, I truly believe that I can change, like I said, with the pineal gland, pineal gland has access to your central nervous system, your cerebral spinal fluid, melatonin has capabilities that they're not even studying yet to, even if you start looking at, they have new studies all the time on melatonin, how it can change and alter your entire body internally, change your time clock. That's why the last angel to sound, there's time no longer. It says the seventh angel sounded and the mystery of God was finished and there was time no longer. Because I'm going to change you internally, make that light shine so bright that your external body changes. But there's not going to be like a floating away. Your thoughts are going to become one with my thoughts. We're going to be together in the clouds. Well, that's why the, you know, the entertainment and television, the black screen, like they all are disrupting our natural melatonin. So we're not in a natural state because we're, we're staying out beyond, you know, we're, we're supposed to be going to sleep. We're supposed to like, you know, not ignore the, the, the na- natural, you know, stages of our, our daily lives. I mean, we're programmed to live under this slave, you know, programming, you know, like graveyard. <laughs> we're not supposed to be working at, at, in the middle of the night. Exactly. We're, I mean, it's yeah. destroying us from within. Yeah. But the spiritual is going to be, so the reason that from the throne proceedeth that waters of life, because the pineal gland is situated in such a location in your brain that the cerebral spinal fluid seems to emanate from it. Like it's come, that's where the location it comes mm-hmm. from. The pineal gland, no matter how much you sleep, no matter what you do, no matter what you're watching. Yes. In a normal person who is not taught by me or spiritually linked to God, that is how you get that normal melatonin function is by getting off your phone, sleeping your proper hours. But I'm telling you is that just through my teachings and the reaction that it will have on your spiritual self, you can stop time without changing your physical body, without, you know, the extra sleeping. Like if, if, if you have to rely upon going to bed and getting those eight hours of sleep and not being on your phone in order to get eternal life, nobody's going to have it. <laughs> right. But the gift is given through the spiritual, the pineal gland, 
that is called, so God can release these things with you sleeping one hour per night, zero mm-hmm. hours per night. You know, I have bread to eat that you know not of. It comes from within. God has control over the spiritual that he will leak into your physical. But the only way to open that door, the pineal gland door, is to believe. I am the door, as the Bible says. I am the door. If any man entereth not by me, he's a robber. Mm-hmm. The only way into the sheepfold is through me. That's the only way God will sup with you, to have supper. That's what that means, you know, to come into you, enter in through your penal gland, is if you believe. Other than that, you're just hearing angels talk to you and try and convince you. Right. Well, that's a lot of a lot of uh, stuff to think about. And for anyone watching, and if you've gotten this far, <laughs> like I commend you for getting this far, because I I know a lot of people a lot of people watching was will claim heresy, they'll claim blasphemy, because this information is not easy to take in. I mean, even for me, like I'm willing to listen to you. I've I've been willing to listen and continue to watch your videos and take in this information and i it's it's motivated me to refer to scripture and read it for myself and have this this same understanding because i i don't want to just take your word for it i want to see the scriptures for myself and try to have my own interpretation and a lot of what you're saying does ring true to to what is written in the bible and we've been i i i think we've been uh, lie to and and maybe because a lot of pastors and, and preachers had did not have this understanding because they were taught something completely different and they were seeing something completely different and i i feel like you know with the the new world order the the world economic forum the united nations and what they're doing to you know restrict our ability to create life and to you know, just enjoy. I mean, like our sky in here in Dallas is just blanketed with chemicals every freaking day. There's only like one day a week where it's it's clear, and even then, you can see the 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 EMF radiation just emanating and trying to disrupt the the natural state of our of our world. So they just won't leave it alone, and we have no escape except for the Word of God. And exactly that's all we can really do is just embrace what is written in scripture and somehow relate it to ourselves and be in touch with what's that God is within us. And that's one of the revelations that I've discovered over the last three years is that God has been speaking to me and it's getting louder and louder and it's all making sense through your understanding because your understanding is making me understand a little more, even though I'm still confused and it's so much information. It's like learning the Bible for the first time. <laughs> yeah. That's the flood. You know, that it has to be that abundant. Like yeah. when anyone talks to me, it has to be, I have so much more spirit that it's undone. Like you can't stand me next to someone and have trouble. Who knows more? Mm-hmm. It has, God has to do it that way or no one will believe. Right. Imagine someone was kind of close to me and could kind of explain the Bible like I. I do it. Why believe in me? I have to be so far high above them for God to make his case that it has to be. And if you read the gospels, you'll see that the disciples understood not the saying at this time. You know, it says 
the mysteries of God are being revealed to you. And it says the disciples understood not the saying. And then when Jesus had explained it, then they, there are things I'm going to say that it's going to take you time to grasp, but <laughs> that's what makes you believe is the fact that I told you this so long ago and I'm still building upon it and there is no stopping it. It's like a freight train. Like you're going to believe because it's an end as John chapter three says, for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God because God giveth the spirit without me- without measure to him. If I have the spirit without measure, that means I can constantly feed your spirit, your soul with new waters of life that only God gives through me. And if it wasn't the case, it wouldn't be a lot to take in. The waters of life have to be changing. They have to be, you have to be astonished at my doctrine, as the Bible says, you know, they believed because they were astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. No one's ever heard these things, and it has to be that way. Ear hath not, I hath not seen, and ear hath not heard the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. You've never heard these things before. It has to be that way for mm-hmm. it to be true. So, I completely understand why, and it, it's a. I'm re, I'm changing your mind. I'm I'm not just like changing a doctrine within you. I'm changing your entire mind. Everything you've ever known. It's like. That's why no stone is left upon another and I become the chief cornerstone because you have to build up from me mm-hmm. and I have to take down that temple that you built. So that is the only way and it's going to take time, but don't a warning to all, don't wait too long because right. when doubt creeps in, then sin conceives and yeah. that bringeth forth death. So take evidence, start to take in those waters of life as the Bible says, I give unto all the waters of life freely. Like I'm not charging people for these teachings that no man's ever heard in 9 billion generations. And I mean that across unilaterally, not across time, but 9 billion people. These things are going to take time to swallow, but just that's the evidence of it. You know, that's the evidence of the spirit of it. And it's taken me... You know, you you sent me the the playlists, and I I spent time watching them two, three, four times just to grasp and comprehend some of the things that you're saying because it does conflict with with some of the teachings that I've learned throughout my life and through you know I've listened to many different uh, channels and you know all through COVID and we weren't we couldn't convene yeah. in church and so I was looking for ways of like you know, finding people who, who were speaking to me and, you know, and I came across your, your flat, you know, your true earth video and it really opened my eyes and it put you on the map. And, you know, I just been watching you ever since. And I think I went through a period of a year where I didn't watch anything. And so when I reached out to you, cause I always wanted to have you on my show, it just Mm -hmm. didn't have the, I guess the courage to, to reach out to you. Cause I, I felt like you were like, this person who I didn't know, I didn't want to, you know, talk about something and not have some kind of like knowledge of what I I just, I just wanted to have more knowledge and and be able to honor your, your presence on my show. So I, I wanted to take more time, but 
once I discovered all this other stuff, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I have to take a step back and really yeah. investigate and look into this further. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm glad I did because it's, it, I under have a different understanding and I just constantly am learning and evolving and, you know, it's, and it's, I, I think I need to go through it more so I can explain it to others and yeah. uh, be able to, you know, kind of, I guess, defend. I mean, I, I, I want to present the information without being rejected right away, you right. know. But that's the thing, you know, that takes time. But if you can't convince yourself first, right. then you're not going to be able to convince someone else. You got to be so sure about this, that it is who you are, just like it, you thought it was who you were before. So mm -hmm. until you've convinced yourself, you're going to have a difficult time convincing others. Like you need right. to be 100% sure. And that's why I didn't talk about it until I was 100% sure. And I had answers to every question I could think of. And I can think of more questions than everyone else can. So people are going to say, just like you said, you know, you've never, you weren't learning this from other pastors and preachers. If I am who I say I am, then every single pastor or teacher you've ever learned from before was wrong about every single thing. That's the only way it can be. So you have to get rid it's difficult to get rid of an entire lifetime of belief but that's that is why the all the stones are cast down and i have to be the cornerstone you have to build a new foundation it has mm -hmm. to be the first stone that you build upon and you have to believe it first because right it's like arguing it, flat earth with a glober it's it's an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're not convinced, then they definitely won't be convinced because you're right. at least sure open to it. They're not even open to it. So, right. And, and also know when to pick your battles. There's going to be someone who's you're going to go up to and they're going to reject it outright. You're not getting around that wall, you know, leave that wall as it is, dust off your feet and move on. So that's, you know, one thing I had to learn early on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And don't ever think like that, like, oh, I'm not, um, this guy knows too much Bible, so I'm not worthy to talk to him. No, if, if what I'm saying is true, all people know the same amount of Bible, which is zero. It doesn't matter if they can quote to me all scripture of every single book because the spirit of it is wrong. They cannot explain right. it. So you know more Bible just from talking to me for one hour than all people throughout all history to ever exist, which things the angels desire to look into. You know more about the Bible than anyone who has ever existed before. If you listen to me for five minutes, because you have five minutes more spirit than everyone else in the entire world. And that's a yeah. fact. That's that's no one should ever feel that way. Like you're not going to know as much as me. So don't be upset. At least, you know, more than everyone else. You know, I'm, I have no problem talking to anyone and explaining any doctrine, any small situation, you know, no matter how high on the totem pole they believe they are. I'm yeah. always about the the low man on the totem pole because that's where I started, which was zero. Well, Brother Doka, I appreciate you coming on my show and having a talk with me. Uh, it couldn't have turned out better than I than I hoped for, and uh, it's helped me have a better understanding. And it's it's um, you know it's it's a constant learning process, and I continue I will continue to do more research and study more often and uh if i definitely have some questions for you i'll definitely reach out to you yeah but we can uh, do this again how future. can uh people find your your videos or information 
So um, you could search my name, Tyler Doka, but Pillar of Truth Christian Church is my YouTube channel. So just search Pillar of Truth Christian Church or youtube.com slash Pillar of Truth Christian Church. You'll see a documentary at the top called The Living God Documentary. That's like the intro into all this teaching that I just taught you. Then we got a bunch of playlists, um, Living God Documentary playlist, The Bible Explained. It's all on my YouTube channel. And that's pretty much where you're going to find all information about, you know, anything I teach. Cool. And for anybody watching this, uh, you can find those links in the description. So you don't have to do any searching. I'll just I'll just put it right there. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So right, thank you. I appreciate right, it. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I appreciate your your uh, understanding and, and being patient and willing to explain so many things. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right. You have a great evening. Or you good too. Day. All right. Yeah, you too. Your ignorance